You are listening to the Mimi B Podcast, a lifestyle podcast that is designed to help you transform your life and become the best version of yourself possible. On this podcast, we talk about health, personal growth, career, and pretty much everything else it takes to become the best you there is. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard. I own the online magazine, Mimi B, and I create courses on how you can upgrade your life to the next level. Every single one of us has the ability to produce extraordinary results in our lives, and this podcast is going to help you get there. Hey guys, I am back with Catherine Zenkina, the founder of Manifestation Babe. Catherine has come on the podcast before, maybe like six, seven months ago, and I needed to get her back on because she is literally a hub full of knowledge on everything, manifesting your dream life, your dream career, and all of that jazz. Thank you so much for coming back on, Catherine. How are you doing today? Thank you, Mimi. I'm so excited. I had so much fun last time and I'm excited to be back. I am doing well. How are you? I'm good, thanks. It's a nice sunny day in London and I want to talk about manifestation. That's that's my vibe today. <laughs> I love it. Unfortunately, it is like London weather in Los Angeles, so we have switched. <laughs> but it's oh always time to talk manifestation regardless. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, let's start with like, how have your goals been doing since January? I know we're both big goal setters all the time. And it is now June. Like, how do you set goals? And how have your goals kind of evolved since the start of this year? Oh my goodness. So I have a very non-traditional way of setting goals now. Um, I used to follow like the typical you know, figure out what you want, set a timeline on it, you know, um, reverse engineer it, figure out what needs to happen in month one, what needs to happen in month two. And also some people go as far as reverse engineering, like what they do on a day-to-day basis. And I think that's awesome, but it involves way too much of the conscious mind. And the conscious mind is only responsible. Like the conscious mind is that logical part of your mind that likes to think and analyze and figure out the how and reverse engineer. And it's only responsible for about 5% of your reality anyway. And that's why a lot of people get frustrated. And I like to use the other 95% of my brain, which is the subconscious mind, which is the part of the brain that is most connected to the universe. It is a bridge to the universe. It communicates with, I believe, forces that are outside of our physical senses. Like we cannot see it, we cannot touch it, we cannot taste it, we cannot smell it, but we can feel it and we can um, see it work in our life. Um, I'm referring to specifically like the law of attraction and all the laws of the universe. And when I set my goals, I like to leave room for magic. And I actually don't believe in putting a time pressure on my goals, which sounds crazy to so many people, especially um, when we're taught, you know, you have to be very specific, you got to set a date or it won't happen. And I actually when I do my goal setting, I come from a place energetically, at least in the way that I feel and the way that I phrase it, like it is already done. So I, if I, for instance, I have many different ways of setting goals. So like I'll write it in my journal. I have like a new year's process, um, every year, but I also like to write my money goals in the form of checks. And I created these fake checks from the manifestation Bay bank. 
And they look like real checks, but they're obviously not real because I wouldn't want anyone to find like one of my checks and actually cash it for the amount that I write it down. So for instance, like my current check is $500,000, which is half a million dollars in one month's worth of business revenue. And the last one that I had was $350,000. And I was able to manifest that actually this year in the last couple of months with my last launch. And I've been starting this process since my very first check that I wrote for myself which is for $10,000 month in my business. And when I write these checks, I always make sure to date them the day that I write them. Because for all that my subconscious mind knows, which cannot tell the difference between real or imagined, it is already done. It has already manifested. And when I go day to day in my life and my business and, you know, quote unquote, work on my goals, I'm really focusing on knowing that energetically, the moment that I decide what I want is done. The next piece really is who must I become on a daily basis in order to attract this goal? And then I really focus on growing into the best version of myself and asking that version of myself who's already achieved her 2019, 2020 goals, whatever year um, that we're talking about here, you know, how is she feeling every single day? What is she thinking about? Who is she talking to? Who is she surrounding herself with? What kind of books is she reading? Whenever I'm trying to decide, you know, who my next coach is or where do I want to invest in my mindset or whose mastermind I want to join, I always ask myself the version of myself who already has whatever it is that I want to manifest, what, you know, what mastermind did they choose? What mastermind did she choose? What um, investment did she make? And I always act from that place with the end in mind that it is already done. All I have to do is energetically become that new identity. And so that's how I work on my goals. And so far, I mean, it has served me so well ever since I realized that it's less about the logical conscious um, goal setting and more about the subconscious manifestation type of goal setting. I mean, things since 2016 have just been manifesting so, so, so freaking quickly. And even though I had a little health scare um, this year, uh, a couple months ago, I went through a surgery that really brought appreciation for my life back into my life. Um, and even though that uh, made my business take a back seat in my life, I've still been able to keep up with every intention that I set in the beginning of 2019 because I come from that place energetically that it is already done and I don't actually have to do, I don't have to think about what I have to do every day. It's more about how I have to think and my energy and who I have to be. Mm, This is so powerful. It is crazy. It just, it makes so much sense. Acting as if, like I talk about this all the time too. It is the most important thing ever when creating that life of your dreams. The easiest way to become that person that you've always wanted to be is literally to act like them until you literally become them, to think like them, to move like them, to speak like them. Like That is the biggest thing that's helped me in my journey as well. And I cannot stress it enough to everybody listening acting as if. So tell me though, Catherine, if someone listening is like, okay, like acting as if, like how the F do I do that? Like what if I just, I do it for 10 seconds and I forget about it and I get back to my old shitty way of thinking and believing these things that I've always believed in. Like how do you actually change your brain to act as if and 
step into that power 24 hours of the day. Is it hard? How long does it take? Tell me everything. (laughs) So a couple things. First, I want to dissect act as if um, on a deeper level, because I catch so many people hear, hear that. And they literally think that they need to go out in the world and already buy whatever it is that they're manifesting or that they um, need to have that career or business that they're manifesting right in this moment. And they always ask me like, Catherine, how can I act as if, if I don't have the money in my bank account, or how can I act as if, if I don't have the team that I want in this, what I want and that, what I want. And I always remind people that it is really on an energetic foundation that we are coming from. It is a lot of people think of the physical um, as the place to begin and the physical stuff, like what are you doing on a daily basis really comes from how are you thinking? How, what are you believing? How are you acting? How are you dressing yourself? How are you showing up? How consistent you are and just really coming from that, foundation of feeling and thinking and only then you can act from that place and as you are thinking and feeling and really energizing your vibration and lifting it higher and higher you will actually attract everything in your life already that allows you to then take action which is uh, make the investments that you want to make buy the things that you want to buy um, have the kind of fun and travel that you've always envisioned, et cetera, et cetera. Now, in terms of, you know, how hard is it or how long does it take? Or, you know, you mentioned like beginners tend to do this for 10 seconds and then forget about it. And honestly, it is like any other habit, right? If you think about it, the, the thoughts that you have on a daily basis, the habits that you have on a daily basis and the, and the, and the beliefs that you have right now, came from somewhere. You didn't just make them up. They are ingrained within you and they come from somewhere in your past, whether it is your upbringing, like your things that your parents have always done, habits that your parents have always had, the kinds of things that your your parents have always said, or some other caretaker in your past, which could be, you know, grandparents, uh, siblings, you know, we are not all blessed to have both parents. Um, But somewhere in your past, you have been programmed to be a certain way, whether you are aware of it or not. And if you think about it, like depending on what age you are right now, that is the number of years that it has taken you to get here. So to think that this is an overnight process, just like getting to where you are right now was not an overnight process, this will also take time. The beauty of it though, is that When you come from things on an energetic level and start shifting your energy, it works really, really quickly. And the beauty of it is that you get to be a beautiful work in progress and a masterpiece at the exact same time. So you will start to see changes pretty freaking quickly, but also know that you need to release that timeline and that expectation that, oh my God, I messed up today, or oh my God, within a week's time, nothing has happened. And, ah, ah, ah. Like you have to give yourself that grace and you have to give yourself that self-love and understand that it is a habit and it takes time. And what however you install good habits, if you think about it, like eating healthy, let's think about it for a second. First, you need to remove everything from your 
um, kitchen or house that resembles junk food or things that are not going to support your health. You might go and hire a trainer. You might put sticky notes all over your house reminding you what you need to be doing every single day. Um, you might have sticky notes on your mirror reminding you how beautiful you are and how you're already fit and et cetera, et cetera. And you're doing all of these things to help trigger that you are now installing a new habit. And if any of you have ever picked up a new habit like um, fitness per se, you know, and I know like there is a moment and I know you also know Mimi because you're so fit and you're so into um, health and fitness and I watch your stories and I watch your Instagram and you look amazing. <laughs> I, know you. There, I know that there's a switch between you know, first, um, it's very new and you're very sore and you're overwhelmed and oh my God, every, there's too many things to keep track of. There's too many things to focus on and holy crap, I have to go to the gym today and blah, 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 blah. And then there comes a point and, and experts, you know, there's varied, um, expertise on when this happens. Some people say 21 days, some people say 60 days, some people say a year, some people say 10 days. I mean, it, whatever, whatever the time frame is, you know that there is a shift that happens where it goes from requiring so much efforting because it is in your conscious mind to when it seeps into your subconscious and becomes second nature and you start to crave healthy foods, you start to crave meal planning, you start to crave the gym, you like can't go a day without thinking about it. And all of a sudden it's like, you can't remember a time in your life when you weren't and when you weren't going to the gym, when you weren't watching what you were eating, when you weren't loving on your body and loving yourself and, and giving yourself all the self-care in the world, um, the same thing happens. Eventually, you will have this switch where all of a sudden you are literally watching your dream life just unfold in front of you. And you don't even remember a time in your life when you were um, pessimistic or thinking negative thoughts and, um, you know, really not believing in yourself and doubting yourself. And that's not to say that you won't have those moments, because even I today still have those moments. And I actually use them to serve me because I know that they are pointing something out to where I need to work on those, whether it's a belief or um, whether something's triggering me or something I needed to look into inside myself and work on. Um, we are, you're still going to have those moments, but it's just not going to be as frequent because it is now a habit. Mm, yes, I can so relate to this. Yes, yes, yes. It's so true with the whole health and fitness thing, especially you can notice that it like it really just, you get used to it and then it gets easy. It's the first little chunk of time that is a little bit difficult or very difficult depending on, you know, you, but it, after that chunk of time, it's just easy and it becomes your new identity. And that's just, I love that. So what are your biggest tips for people to like stay motivated during that beginning phase of changing their mindset, creating these new habits, reminding themselves daily to start thinking in a different way, all that jazz, like what kind of like actionable things would you recommend people do on a daily basis in that first phase? Yeah. So you mentioned a very powerful world, a world word, which is identity. And identity is the beliefs that you have about yourself. And identity is whatever follows I am. And I know that so many historical figures have said this quote, but I especially remember Buddha. Um, whatever follows I am determines your destiny. And identity is so powerful because 
you know, I learned this old um, example in my neuro-linguistic programming uh, certification. And our teacher always said, um, or my certifier, he always said, like, if you're not a smoker and someone offers you a cigarette, are you even going to contemplate whether or not you're going to take the cigarette? If you're literally not a smoker, you don't even think about it. It's like, I don't, I'm not going to smoke because I am a non-smoker versus a smoker is obviously going to think about it and maybe not even think about it and just straight up take the cigarette because they have identified themselves as I am a smoker. And so therefore smokers smoke. And so really coming from the identity, that's where your beliefs come from. That's where your behaviors come from. That's where your possibilities come from. That's where your environment changes from. It is whatever follows I am. And there is a powerful practice that I actually um, have been doing in many different ways, but I recently picked up this practice from, um, I was actually listening to my mentor's podcast, who is James Wedmore, and he has an awesome podcast called Mind Your Business Podcast. And he was interviewing um, this other man named Colin Boyd. And he talks about how one of his most powerful rituals every single morning, because everyone always wants to know what everyone's morning rituals are. And if there's anything that you can pick up, I believe that this one's going to be the most powerful one which is to open your journal or a notebook or a napkin, who cares, as long as you're writing it down and just start to write down your I ams. And it doesn't necessarily even have to be the I ams that you yet even believe about yourself. So it can be, I am, um, I am wealthy. I am beautiful. I am powerful. I am a magnificent manifester. I am. And then whatever it is that you want to believe about yourself. And the more often that you do this every single day, you will start to embody that version of yourself that already is that identity. And it is a shift that happens on such an energetic level. And it also, you know, comes from habit, right? The more that you do it, the more, the more your brain is just going to automatically think, oh yeah, duh, I am those things. Um, and it's been so, so powerful, powerful for me, especially when I heard Colin say, if you don't yet believe that I am, you can also reframe it as I am the type of person who blank. I am the type of person who blank. And you just keep going down a list and you can do this while you're drinking your coffee or you can do this after your morning meditation or whatever your morning routine is. And I think it's the most powerful because words don't just describe our reality. Like most people think that when we say life is so hard that we are just describing fact when in fact, actually, words are always determining our reality. And whatever it is that we are expressing outwards about ourselves, our subconscious mind is listening to it 100% of the time and is always taking in everything that we think about ourselves, our identity, everything that we say about ourselves as 100% truth. And it doesn't even question because it thinks, why would I say something about myself out loud if it was a bunch of BS. And it takes everything super literally. Um, And so by doing this practice, you're doing a lot of subconscious mind work and then also manifestation work and then also that identity work to where everything is going to come from that identity. Like if you write down, I am a six-figure earner, then 
automatically your brain goes, okay, what does a six-figure earner do on a daily basis? How do they think? What kind of books do they read? Who do they hang out with? What kind of content do they create? Um, what does their Instagram look like, You know, depending on how you earn your six figures? And it just all stems from there. And it's so, so, so powerful. Identity work is like the majority of what I actually do. And it's, it's the second part of my three-step manifestation process, which is simply... Number one, define what you want. Number two, become the version of yourself that already has it, identity. When I focus on step number two, I'm creating a blueprint for myself. And step number three is just to make shifts in your life based off of that blueprint, where you are forgetting about the how, you're forgetting about how you're going to get to step one, which is define what you want. You don't have to worry about how the six figures or seven figures are going to come into your life. All you're worried about is your personal identity blueprint and just following every every single day, where if you find out that the six-figure version of yourself is waking up at 6 a.m. every single day because the six-figure version of yourself has a strong morning ritual and writes her I am's every single day, then you just need to do that. You, you figure out, oh, today, right now, I'm not yet doing that. And if the version of myself who's already at the end, already living that reality is doing that, then holy crap, there is my action piece right there. And every single day when I'm figuring out what do I need to be doing, I'm literally first coming from who am I being and from who am I being, then I can figure out what I'm doing. And then when I figure out what I'm doing and I actually do the things, then naturally what comes from that is then I have the things. So then I have the six-figure um, earnings, the seven-figure earnings or whatever whatever goal or vision that I've set for myself. Mm, and then you just expect it, basically. I've been manifesting lately, and I feel like when I'm achieving these things that I've been manifesting, when I achieve them and I get these things, I just think, hmm, yeah, I expected that. I knew that was going to happen. It's not a big shock for me, right? Like I actually just launched today um, my first body reset ebook, and I knew deep in my bones that it was going to do really well. And I've done a really great launch today, and all day I've been buzzing, and I've had this underlying feeling of, yep, I knew I expected this because I put a lot of hard work into it. It is an epic plan. It is really going to change lives. And I'm the kind of person that puts out incredible content and has this amazing community. And, and I have that confidence and that identity now. But, you know, it's funny that, you know, this whole conversation is about identity, basically. And I'm trying to think of the, the person listening right now, just kind of their, their brains being expanded right now. Because I think most of the people on this planet don't feel like it's possible to change their identity. I think the first step is even like just the realization that as human beings, we can decide to be whoever we want to be. What you have been defined as your entire life up to this point has no effect on your future. You let it affect your future. You keep repeating these same patterns from your past and you keep being that same person because of of your comfort zone because of how you've been conditioned. But in reality, we have the complete power to change who we are on a cellular level. Like we literally can design this person that we want to be and work really hard to step into that. And that's the beauty of being a human being, I think personally. And I think more people need to be aware that we can change. Fundamentally, you can change. Your personality can change. If you want to be more confident, you can do that. It's in your power. You can wake up tomorrow 
hit your head and be a completely different person, you know, like it's a personality, you know? So I think more people need to get that ingrained inside of them that you have the power to choose who you want to be. Don't say, Oh, I'm, I'm just a shy person. Oh, I've just, I'm lazy. I procrastinate a lot. No, don't identify yourself as that kind of person. You're like, you just saying that makes you that kind of person. Start saying things that are more empowering. Like, Oh yeah, I can do that. I'm, you know, I'm really well-spoken. I can public speak. Um, I'm really good at that. Like you just need to change how you think about yourself and it's going to be hard work, but it's so doable. So doable. Yes. Yeah. You literally, I mean, you mentioned the word choice, which I'm such a big believer that everything in life is a choice. And even the things that you think aren't choices, you can at least choose how to react to them. You can choose how to reframe them. You can choose to see how everything is always happening for you. So even if you think that something has happened randomly to you or out of your control, um, et cetera, you can still choose to react in a way that serves you. And coming from actually, you mentioned such a great point, you know, like a, a lot of people think that they're if they're shy, they're stuck being shy. If they're introverted, they're just stuck not liking people or, or whatever the belief is. Like if they grew up being bullied as a kid, then they can never build a business or they can never step on stage and they can never be an authority figure. Or they can never be have expertise in something and share it with the world. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I had to have that shift in my own business um, when I first started it because I grew up as that child that never raised their hand in class. I think that I literally, not even in high school or college, I think the first time I ever raised my hand in class to ask a question because I was so afraid and so shy and so afraid of people thinking I'm stupid or it's a stupid question or et cetera, whatever. And it wasn't until like when I started doing all of my coaching certifications that I finally realized, you know, that whole story isn't serving anyone. It's not serving me. It's not serving the people I'm supposed to be serving. It's not serving the other students in my class who also might have that question, but they're too shy to ask it. And so for the first time, I remember looking at uh, Brennan, who's now my husband. I think he was my boyfriend at the time. And I was literally like, hey, Brennan, you're witnessing history happen right now because I have never raised my hand in class because I just was so used to being so shy and so introverted. And I that was so deeply ingrained as part of my story. Um, I grew up being bullied in elementary school, middle school, and part of high school. And I used to have this belief that, oh, I'm an INTJ, which is the more robotic, very introverted personality types. And therefore, and I know a lot of INTJs get just very, very drained by constantly being surrounded by people, etc. And I used to have all of these stories around what that what that meant about me and what I was capable of. And it was actually about two years ago when I went to an event right before my own first Bali retreat that I hosted. Um, this event was 10 days long. I went to it alone. It was Tony Robbins Life and Wealth Mastery. And about a week later, I would have to get on an airplane and fly to Bali to host a retreat. And I remember about three days into the event, I started getting really exhausted. I started to resent, you know, being at the event, thinking, oh my God, here I am. I'm going to exhaust myself. Everyone's going to drain me. Um, you know, I, I'm going to get really tired of these people. 
And then I have to fly to Bali and host an entire event for seven days straight. How the hell am I going to do this? And around that time, I remember I was, I mean, I still do this to this day. I'm constantly exploring the things I tell myself every day, the stories that I have about who I am and what I'm capable of and recognizing that my past does not set anything in stone. It does not make me who I am. Who I am is what I choose to believe today. And I decided, and I'm very like, my big philosophy around life is that life is a game and it's rigged in your favor. And it has rules and it has opponents. And there's also a lot less rules than you think it has. And the point of life is to just play and experiment and have fun and make mistakes and mess up and succeed and just figure out how to play the the game of life, enjoy it. And then you move on to the next life or whatever you believe happens after death. And I decided to do a little experiment, like my own seven day experiment. And I remember one night laying in bed and I started to tell myself, no, 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 hold on. I love being around people. People energize me. I have limitless energy. I love surrounding myself with other people. And I just kept repeating it over and over and over to myself. And it was so funny because immediately the next day I walked into the event because it was at a hotel and I was staying at the hotel. So it was literally like I was straight up in the event 24-7 for 10 days. And I remember walking into the room and just making endless friends. I think I talked, we were put into teams and I think in our team, there was about 30 people each. And I just was so happy-go-lucky talking to everyone, loving the conversations, being present to the conversations, making friends. And then by the end of the night, after 14 hours of being out of my room, I couldn't fall asleep because I had so much energy and I was pumped. And that event was probably the most memorable and best event um, of my life because of that transformation that I had just within my belief system and within my mindset around that small, small little thing that the small little story that became such a huge story in my life. And it was funny because a week later, When I hosted my retreat, it was very easy to do. I loved everyone that came on. I had so much energy. Again, that that new story that I started to tell myself really, really, really helped me and really served me. And everything worked out in my favor exactly how I visualized it because I made that shift. Something else that happened, another story that I remember I kept telling myself since I was a kid and had a very weird airplane experience. It was shortly after... 9-11. And I remember being a kid, maybe like eight, nine years old. um, And my dad and his um, new girlfriend at the time and her daughter and I went to Mexico for a vacation. And I remember flying home from Cancun back to Los Angeles and being on an airplane. And all I remember is like, everyone is asleep. It's dark. And all of a sudden some turbulence starts. And I just see the flight attendants and they're speaking Spanish because that's their native language. It was um, Mexican Airlines. And they are just panicking and crying and freaking out. And in my head as a kid, I immediately go to, oh my God, it's the second 9-11. Like now we're, now this airplane is hijacked, is going towards Los Angeles. And I just created this huge story in my head that um, obviously nothing happened. Thank God. I don't know why all the flight attendants were crying and freaking out and, and screaming and running up and down the aisles, but regardless, everything turned out okay. 
However, that installed a huge fear of flying within me from the age of eight to the age of 24. And I used to take Xanax to get on a plane. And eventually, after doing a lot of personal development, especially around Tony Robbins events and literally developing faith in um, the universe and faith in things that are outside of my control and knowing that I have a purpose on this earth and really solidifying that when my time is done, I will go. And if my time is not done here yet on this earthly plane, then I will stay. And there's nothing that I can control about that. That's just how things are. And I'm going to make the most of life. And so that really helped me be able to get on an airplane without Xanax, without any other sleeping aids or anything like that. Um, and even with Xanax, even with like the strongest dose that my body could handle, I still couldn't fall asleep on airplanes. And I love to travel. And the more successful I became, the more I started to travel. And I started to travel to places like Dubai and Australia and just really long distances from Los Angeles. And I used to literally sit on planes and stare at the seat in front of me. And I would, my focus would be so on like, are the engines running properly? Are the flight attendants okay? What if the pilot falls asleep? Blah, 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 blah. blah. And like just all of these crazy thoughts would just run through my head. Eventually I trained myself to stop, um, stop with those crazy thoughts. But the last thing that I couldn't overcome was falling asleep on an airplane. Cause I felt like when I was in fight or flight mode, I could not fall asleep. And again, I could watch movies uh, throughout the whole plane. I could watch TV shows. I could read, but every time I would land somewhere, I'd be so exhausted. I would have to sleep for two days because I couldn't fall asleep on the airplane. And that flight um, to Bali, to my retreat, again, I remember thinking to myself, okay, Catherine, you have to fall asleep because if you don't, your retreat starts in two days, it's going to screw you up and you won't be able to serve these women that made it all the way to Bali to come, um, to come and experience this retreat. You know, like you don't want to mess it up, Catherine. So you have to figure this out. And around that time, again, I started to explore what are the things that I keep telling myself? What are the stories that I keep telling myself? And I remember that um, I immediately made a decision that I would start to tell myself that I can easily fall asleep on airplanes. And that was my desired outcome. My desired outcome was I am going to fall asleep for eight hours, have a whole night of sleep, even in economy at that time where, you know, you're pretty much sitting up straight, super uncomfortable. The seats are tiny, et cetera, et cetera. I had my pillow with me, a blanket, and I told myself I am going to fall asleep for eight hours and I'm going to freaking like it. And so as the plane was taking off, I just expected myself to fall asleep. I just expected myself to be calm. I just told myself whatever it was that I needed to know to believe in order to create the result that I was after. And it was so funny because that was the very, very first flight in my entire life where I actually, literally, I just remember everything going dark and I woke up Eight hours later, I remember looking at the clock thinking, oh man, how long have I been asleep for? Or what just happened? And I literally slept for eight hours straight just by changing my belief, just by changing my language, just by changing what I keep telling myself on a daily basis. And so that day, it really solidified that lesson for me that everything is a choice. And you just have to ask yourself, what I'm choosing to believe and what I'm choosing to do and how I'm choosing to think, is it serving me? Is it 
taking me to where I want to go? Or is it holding me back and preventing me from doing the things that I want to be doing and also sharing the kinds of things that I want to be sharing with the world and creating the ripple effect, that impact effect that I've always envisioned myself creating. And so in the end, everything is a freaking choice. And the more I just think about it, it's like I get so passionate and so excited. And anytime I'm having like a bad day or something happens or I'm facing a challenge or a problem and I just sit there and want to mope about it, I just remind myself like, listen, Catherine, it is a choice. It's okay to be human. It's okay to feel your feelings. It's okay to be upset for a little while, but what are you going to do about it? And that is the key right there. It's amazing. It's literally the highest level of self-control in the most beautiful way is just being in control of who you are, what you produce, what you give out to the world. I honestly just feel like so many people and me included in my past, you know, I feel like so many of us just have this like innate belief that like life isn't working for us and it's always working against us. And that's something that's tragic. It's Mm -hmm. tragic that most people think that way because that thinking alone is what's preventing you from reaching your goals and getting what you want. Like Catherine, I can't even tell you, I've transformed my life an insane amount the past three years. I used to be the most self-conscious, depressed, like really didn't like myself um, you know, unmotivated at times and just really like, like unhappy person. I used Mm -hmm. to be that. And I was that for a long time, like really self-conscious, like really cared what people thought of me really in my own head. Um, and I've gone through the biggest transformation and, and what I've learned is that like, you know, it's all a mentality switch. Like the more that I was, flooding my brain with positivity, personal growth books, an epic morning routine, really being specific with who I surrounded myself with because that was huge. I cut out so many friends um, or quote friends. <laughs> and, you know, that literally just, it it changed my life. I have stepped into this person that I've always deep down known I was meant to be. And it is just really scary to think that so many people out there are still in that place and might never even get out of that place of reaching their potential or not reaching their potential and not believing that they can be that person that they deep down, deep down know that they can be. Like I bet people listening right now have this deep down gut feeling that they have potential to be something bigger, to be this incredibly insightful philanthropist or like this huge big time media mogul or this, you know, charity worker that helps, I don't know, like whales, this ocean, I don't even know. But like people, if you have that deep down gut feeling, like you can do it, like just, you need to hold on to that and don't see life in such a pessimistic way. Like I used to, because it's only going to bring you more negativity. And some people see me and they say, oh, you're too positive. Oh, you've, this is the best one. They think, oh, you've gotten it easy. Oh, you're born into a rich family. Oh, you, it's just, it's your luck. Literally the funniest thing in the world. And people say that to me because I'm like, little do you know, honey, do you get that too? (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. So 
um, it's funny because I was talking to my mentor over the weekend and how um, the different comments that we receive on our Instagram photos from people who just discover us and not the nicest people either. And every time I post, like I manifested my dream car exactly one year ago today, it's a white Audi R8. Um, that thing's been on my vision board since I was 16, since I saw Iron Man back in the day in high school. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm driving that car one day. I just didn't know how soon I would be driving it because at the time I was supposed to be going to medical school. And I always thought I was going to be this doctor or this surgeon or this whatever. And if I were still on that path, it would be like until my mid thirties that I would start making money. Um, thankfully I chose this path and there's nothing wrong with either path. It's just, that wasn't the path for me. And now I'm driving my dream car. And I, um, every time I post a picture of it, I always get a comment like, oh, a nice rental or, oh, oh, let me see you drive it as if I don't own it. Or I get people all the time being like, um, yeah, 100% like you, easy for you to say, or how can you have anxiety or how can you have any negative emotions if you are a millionaire, et cetera, et cetera. Or like, um, yeah, a lot of people assume that I come from a, a rich family, which um, no, I come from welfare. Like my parents immigrated when I was one years old and they brought $900 amongst the five of us and they fucking struggled. Um, and they really, really, really like my mom went straight into nursing school, actually took out a loan, like a huge loan as a, as an, um, an immigrant. And my dad worked two jobs and my childhood is very, very stressful. Um, and thankfully it wasn't until I discovered the law of attraction at 16 years old that I realized like, listen, everyone is capable, um, of anything. And that book for me, it really took me out of my victim mentality. Cause I always thought, you know, the only way I'd ever reach success besides medical school, of course, is by winning the lottery. And I would just visualize and daydream my whole childhood of like, what would life be like if I was born to rich parents or if I won the lottery, um, et cetera, et cetera, really focusing on things that are outside of my control. And thankfully, like when I discovered the law of attraction, it just made so much sense because Now I realize that everyone has that truth within their heart. It's that universal truth that you are source or the universe or whatever you believe in expressing itself through human form. And life is just a game that's already rigged in your favor. You get to become whoever you want to become. You get to do whatever you want to do. You get to impact the world however you want to impact. And the desires of your heart were placed in there for a reason because you already have all the resourcefulness and every and all the knowledge and all the insights and everything you could possibly need to manifest them. And I always say that when your beliefs Um, of your mind, which is what, you know, this podcast is all about. My podcast is about like the work that we do is all about. It's changing the beliefs of your mind to match the truth of your heart because the truth of your heart has always been there. But we think that outside external sources and outside experts and other people have, um, know so much more than we do. And we put all of our trust in the external, not realizing that everything we need is already on the internal and the external, like the media, TV shows, um, other people's opinions and what everyone else is doing. And this illusion of competition 
It is all one big fat distraction. And when we put our focus outside and we listen to what the news has to say, what the president has to say, what this TV show has to say, what random people on Instagram have to say, then we lose all of that power. It gets so clouded that we can no longer tune into the truth of our heart. But the Mm -hmm. truth of your heart has always been there. It's just a matter of deciding to discover what is in there, what you're choosing to believe what you're capable of, um, really asking yourself, allowing yourself to dream, giving yourself permission to dream, asking yourself what you really want. And then all you have to do is just mold your mind to match your heart and absolutely everything will fall into place. And everything starts with awareness. So if you're listening to this right now, congrats, you are now being primed to become aware of what you're capable of, which is so awesome, because that is step one for everyone. Um, And then it's just a matter of doing the work and the work can, honestly, it, it can look different for all of us. Like some of us like to do affirmation work. Some of us need to um, focus more on positive content like audiobooks and podcasts and reading books that are tailored to, um, you know, changing your mindset and believing in possibility and, um, you know, law of attraction, etc. Some of us need meditation. Some of us need different kinds of rituals. It really doesn't matter how you get there. As long as you like the results that come out of your way of thinking, that come out of your way of believing. And if you don't like your results, then obviously something needs to change. But if you do, just keep going because whatever you are doing is obviously working for you. So all you got to do is just keep going and keep going and keep chugging along. Oh my God, Catherine, I honestly swear to God, this might be one of the best podcasts on the Mimi B podcast in history. I swear to God, this is so powerful. You are on it today, honestly, like everything coming out of your mouth. I'm like, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. It's all gold. I swear to God. And I have like 10 podcasts lined up to post, um, weekly because I've prepped a bunch, but I'm literally going to knock this one to number one and I'm going to post it like tonight, I swear to God, because this is like needs to go out to the world. All of this, (laughs) this is so powerful and just so true. I feel like energetically right now, like there's something happening in the universe. I know it sounds crazy to some people, but like, (laughs) I just feel there's a shift right now and people are just freaking driven and they want change and they want to step into their power. And this is just like exactly what so many people need to hear right now. So thank you so much, honestly. And everyone listening, like go check out Catherine's Instagram, go check out her podcast, which I also listen to. It's one of my top podcasts I listen to and I love it. Thank you. Where can everyone find you um, on Instagram and maybe tell us a bit about like your courses and stuff? Sure, sure. So um, my Instagram is at Manifestation Babe. Um, and honestly, anywhere you type Manifestation Babe, you'll come across my Facebook, you'll come across my website. My website really is the hub for everything. So you can actually find a link to my podcast there. Um, I have some stuff happening on the blog, but not very much. And um, I have all of my courses, all of my programs. I do two big academies um, every year. Some of them, one of them it happens twice a year, the other just once a year. And um, if it's not open, you can obviously get on the wait list. 
One of them is Rich Babe Academy, which is all about uh, mastering your money mindset, mastering your relationship with money and transforming your financial reality. And the other is Manifestation Babe Academy, which is all about, you know, the um, it's all about mastering manifestation, like everything you've ever wanted to know about the subconscious mind and the universe and how all of these metaphysical principles work and how to piece them together to literally design your life by design. So all of that can be found on manifestationbabe.com. My Instagram is at manifestationbabe. And then also we just recently relaunched um, and updated my book called Unleash Your Inner Money Babe which is a 21-day journey. It's a 21-day workbook um, to show you how to manifest. If you haven't yet manifested money ever in your life before, you want to learn how to do it in just 21 days, um, that would be the book for you. And you can find that on Amazon. Amazing. Oh my God, I need to buy that. I haven't read that. I really want it. (laughs) It is one of my favorites. And I swear like it it teaches you how to um, manifest your first thousand dollars in 21 days. But I have a client who regularly manifests six figures per month. And she said that what got her there was just crossing out instead of a thousand, she puts a hundred thousand in 21 days. And she's literally able to do it following the exact same principles because the energy, because money is just a number. It's just a tool. It's a neutral resource. And the energy of a dollar is like the same energy of a million dollars. It's just a bigger number. And if you can master manifesting your first thousand dollars in 21 days, and you can choose any number and be able to manifest it as well. I love that. Amazing. I'm definitely going to get that. I cannot wait. I'm expanding my business like crazy at the moment. And it's definitely something that I'm interested in. Oh my God, Catherine, thank you so much for coming on. I cannot wait for my listeners to be exposed to you if they haven't listened to our first podcast. And guys, go check out all of her socials and her podcast. Thank you so much, Mimi. And I am so proud of everything that you've created since we last talked. And I know your ebook is just going to freaking fly off. I was going to say shelves, but it's not really on a shelf. It's just going (laughs) to succeed no matter what. And I'm super duper proud of you. I love your energy. And thank you so much for having me on.